Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brad Spielberger brought to you by Iron Rock Tap House. Come see what everyone is talking about. We'll hear from Brad Spielberger in just a moment. But I got to react to this before I forget because that's just how my mind works. Our buddy Mark Caboli from The Athletic, one of our best buds. We've had a lot of success on this morning show. Mark's been a big part of that. He put this out there. Was the Steelers' season a success? Yes. But boy, they have a long way to go. A success? The quarterback situation is murkier now than it was coming into the year, I think. And they were blown out in a playoff game for the fifth straight time that they've made the playoffs. How in the frig is this season a success? It's only success to Mark because Mark predicted them to go 8-9. and nine. That's right. We all expected better from them because we should have gotten be- better from them. And they did better than he thought that they were going to do, so it's a success. Well played by you. Good point. Brad Spielberger joins us now. A successful season for the Steelers, Brad. Yes or no? Brad, do you think the Steelers' season was a success? Yeah, you could say you had a good draft class that, you know, played a lot of good football, and that was a success, but I'm with you. I mean, you learned nothing about the most important position in all of sports that's more murky than it was on week one, um, and you you chose to walk into a season coordinator that should not be in the NFL, probably never will be again. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, the growth in the rookie class is fun, but, you know, you, you, you go either way. What was your evaluation on Mason yesterday? I know that you just said it's still murky waters at that position, but, you know, he did play in a playoff game yesterday, threw an interception. What was your overall evaluation of how Mason played uh, yesterday against the Bills? No, he, he deserves to be a backup in the NFL. I'm not saying that facetiously. Like, he should not be a third stringer. I, I think you saw him again He'll stand in a pocket knowing there is pressure bearing down on him and stand in, make a throw. Um, his arm is definitely strong enough. It's not like, you know, looking at it compared to a Josh Allen, yes, it's not an elite NFL arm strength, uh, you know, of that caliber, but he can make throws when he's, when he's, like I said, facing pressure. If he can't step into a throw fully, he can still get enough on it. You know, his thing is always just going to be, you know, if pressure does get home, he doesn't have the elusiveness to do anything about that. But, there are good quarterbacks in this league, um, you know, that are starting caliber guys that can't really do anything against pressure either. So, yeah, he, he should be a backup. He should be a number two. Um, I thought he was solid for sure. I thought the Steelers did him no favors with the game plan, and Najee Harris addressed it after the game. He, he, he said that, you know, the Bills ran a lot of cover two all year with two high safeties. They were consistently rolling an extra guy into the box, and he was asked what the counterpunch from the Steelers was, and he said, run it anyway. 
Like, I, I thought Mason was solid enough yesterday. I don't think they did him any favors by saying, oh, we're going to be the tough team here. We're going to run the ball come hell or high water. I think they kind of screwed number two there a little bit. Yes, the throwing on first down. There was a moment in the game where they had 11 carries on first down for like 30 yards, and then Mason was 6 of 7 for 87 yards uh, on first down throws. So, yeah, they clearly just had a plan coming in. They did not adjust or adapt, um, you know. And, you know, you you obviously don't want to just go away from something if it's not working early. Like, I get that. But in that game script, you're down two touchdowns very, very quickly, um, and you're seeing that early down passing is working better than running. You got to pivot. You got to transition. But also, yeah, against a defense that plays a lot of too high coverage, you want to throw over the middle of the field more. They haven't really done that all year long. Like, you know, I don't blame Faulkner and, and the guys running the offense at this point, but, but it really was wild looking back in hindsight. Like, you just you, you punted a season away by keeping Matt Canada. You really did. You just wasted a year of the entire offense. Um, and then last thing, just about not helping Rudolph. I mean, Roderick Jones didn't have a good game, but is he playing at the wrong tackle spot? Probably. Why, why is he not the left tackle? I don't know. Um, so there's just a lot of silliness. It's just kind of bizarre. Um, a, a well-run organization. The defense is still getting good play, like I said, from all these young players, um, even some decent play at times from some older veterans, although Pat Pete, my guy, um, you know, start thinking about real estate or, or something. Uh, but, but yeah, it, it was just a waste of a year on offense. Brad, did Mike Tomlin get severely outcoached uh, against McDermott yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the talent disparity is pretty, pretty large. I mean – he didn't make any like crazy in-game decisions that I can remember. Maybe I'm forgetting. End of the first um, half timeout lack of usage bothered me. Yes, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's that. That is a good, good shout. Good shout. I mean, the, the thing with them though at this point was the defense was just so decimated. Like I said, like I'm, I'm being annoying, but I mean, Pat Peterson trying to tackle was 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 rough. I, I mean, or just the fact he got turned around on the throw to whoever it was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the clear secure touchdown was embarrassing. Um, there, there were other plays that were just yeah, – I don't think you can blame Mike Tomlin for the fact that guys can't tackle. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, joining us here on the Fan Morning Show, which is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Cam Hayward talked about his future last night and said it was a tough year for him with the injuries and then obviously with the way it ended. I don't think he yet knows whether he wants to be back or not next year I thought he did some really good things at times in this game Brad Uh, how do you think he played this season do you think he's got a lot left in the tank I definitely can't say a lot left I mean I still think you saw it so so when he first came back I think originally you just saw him against the run still strong as could be hard to move off the spot um, could get upfield if you wanted to uh, and make plays in the backfield but the pass rush wasn't really there I thought over the last you know, maybe three weeks of the regular season and then into yesterday, you saw him like when he wanted to get home and rush the passer, um, he could get upfield in a hurry, like particularly the Baltimore game. And I know they played backup, so they actually started their entire uh, starting offensive line. I want to say maybe not Kevin Zeitler at right guard. But anyway, they started their guys there. And he got a bunch of pressures. You saw him getting in the backfield consistently. So, I mean, a lot of games, no, he's 35 years old. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a marvel he's playing at all right now. But I still think he definitely could play. Like, I, I'm not sitting there being like, this guy is cooked. Um, this guy doesn't have any more. Like, I, I don't feel that way at all uh, about Cameron Hayward. Brad, I, I assume that you've seen the uh, press conference, the post-game press conference of Mike Tomlin, or he was asked the question about his contract by Brooke Pryor, and he just walks out of the conference, and he just leaves, and that was the end of it. 
Um, do you anticipate him taking a year off uh, this coming year coming up? So I did see it, and I do wonder if part of it is just the fact that, you know, he didn't want to answer a contract question right after a tough playoff loss, and there's nothing more than that, and we shouldn't read into it any more than that. But I wonder. I mean, it is fair to wonder. We've seen the coaches step away, kind of just hit the reset button, start over. Um, so, you know, I can't doubt it. It would be crazy because I think we have 10 coach openings at that point. Um, you know, but anyway, I, I don't know if I buy it. I, I still think you saw from him during the course of this season, just the love of developing young players on his side of the ball. They did deal with a ton. It, it was a mess at a lot of other spots, but the, the funny thing is like the changes we all want to see from him in theory would make his job easier, not harder. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not reading the Brooke Friars thing as, as a reaction to, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to leave and I'll do it on my own terms. I think it was more just, you know, a half an hour after a football game, a tough loss. I'm not trying to talk about my contractual status. Do what would you do at the quarterback position next year, Brad? Kenny Rudolph, outside guy. You need to bring something in. So we just talked about having Matt Canada come in as your OC in Week One. You just threw a year down the toilet. If you walk into 2024 Week One and the quarterbacks on your depth chart are Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph, you're throwing 2024 down the toilet as well. So. You need to be in the second wave of, of draft picks. You know, I, I'm not buying the hype on, like, Michael Penix, I think, could be there at the Steelers pick. I think Bo Nix could be there at the Steelers pick. So, if you like those guys. Or later rounds, I'm a big fan of Michael Pratt out of Tulane, I think, will be the, the fun third, fourth-round pick guy that maybe has some juice early. Or, or do you explore Justin Fields? Do you explore Kirk Cousins? I, I think you need to be open to all of those options. Um yeah, uh, or, or go make a really, really full-throttled push to get a legitimate offensive coordinator, someone that can actually help out your offensive line, help out your quarterback, um, and, and maybe then I would say, okay, fine, it's Kenny, but they're giving Kenny a real you know, guy to work with. But, yeah, you, you got to make drastic changes. Otherwise, the offense is just still going to be a, a bottom-five offense in the league. Brad, thank you for your time as always, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Take Brad. it easy. Brad Spielberger, PFF. Coming up next, we heard from Najee Harris. We heard from Cam Hayward. Well, we're going to hear from Cam Hayward. We heard from Mason Rudolph. We heard kind of, in a weird way, from Mike Tomlin. The most eye-opening quote out of the locker room from yesterday, Doran. We're going to play that for the people next, and we're going to react to it. And it speaks, I think, to the Steelers' culture as presently constructed. That's next, but first, an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Steelers have lost their last five playoff games, 31-17 the loss in Buffalo. Head coach Mike Tomlin, when asked about his future in his postgame press conference, walked out of the press conference room. Najee Harris said the Steelers lack in-house discipline and need a change. Read that story at 937thefan.com by our own Jeff Hathorne. For more, check out 937thefan.com. Headlines, they're powered by Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open. Tweet us at underscore Adam Crowley at score and door and brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. I did see some people, including our very own Austin Bechtold, in fact, say, why is Brooke Pryor asking that question right after a loss? Ian Rappaport. Eagles coach Nick Sirianni took his team to the Super Bowl last year, has made the playoffs in all three seasons, faced questions about his job status after their collapse, and he said this, quote, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Wonder if that might have sufficed if Mike Tomlin had done that. Probably. Hmm. Food for thought. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Of course, over the course of the rest of the show, we have an hour and 40 minutes left. 
No guests, so all you and us, 412-928-9370. If you weren't able to get in earlier, we would, we do want to hear from you again at 412-928-9370. And you can always text, brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. So the referees came into question in last night's game. Steelers fans didn't like the way the game was called. That's part and parcel. That's going to come with every playoff loss. If at any point the game is in question, the referees are going to come under the microscope. I think it's one thing for fans to talk about it. I think it's one thing for media to talk about it. I think it's totally different when a guy like George Pickens talks about it. Here's what he had to say after the game. Well, you can't play the, uh, can't play the Bills and the, and the refs, you see what I mean, at the same time. So um, when you out there and you trying to make the plays you are personally and then they just taking away calls, throwing clear pass over Miles Jackhead, they call the P.I. It's not catchable. Uh, so just politically, when guys go back and watch this game, watch the refs for sure in the game. Man, he he's a tough sell for me there because I don't think he's wrong. Like that whole sequence with Miles Jack and the ball being 15 yards out of bounds, clearly uncatchable. And... I don't know that you can go back and say, well, actually, it's holding. Why'd you throw the flag? Did Mm -hmm. you throw the flag for pass interference? There was the Josh Allen slide. There were a number of questionable calls in this game. But, George, you can't be the messenger, man. Your fumble is one of the reasons why this game got out of reach early. It was 14 to nothing like that because he fumbles – they get the ball on the 29-yard line, and then Miles Jack is one-on-one with the tight end. Like, that ain't going to go well. But you you have a nice positive play to start out a drive. Maybe you can start building some momentum. You fumble. I don't want to hear after the game. It's tough when you have to play the Bills when you also have to play the refs, too. Dude, you fumbled the football. You screwed up. I think that's kind of that culture thing we were talking about. Don't you just You've got to know how that's going to be taken when you're one of the reasons why the game got out of hand early. I, I know that George was very frustrated. Obviously, he showed a lot of emotion on that last uh, series where he thought he got held by by uh, Dane Jackson. And he did. And he did. So he's going to be frustrated after a game. Look, he's a young player. I get it. But I think we need to we need to set aside all the excuses. We need to set aside the excuse that, oh, well, the elements would have been better for the Steelers on Sunday. Why did you move it to Monday? This is going to favor the Bills. And, you know, this – That and then the damn governor. That damn governor, <laughs> the, the refs. and you know, Put away the excuses, really, because this team was not prepared. They missed a lot of tackles. They had penalties. They had bad angles. This team just wasn't prepared. They got beat. They got beat. And, you know, whether the refs – you think that they had a factor in the Steelers getting beat, which obviously they didn't the Steelers just got beat, is one thing. We just need to set aside the excuses. You know, this team, I don't think – everybody had a sliver of hope because the Steelers made it into the playoffs, and we all know how playoffs work. It's a, you know, it's a restart, and it's anybody's game. We were overwhelmed with calls. People thought they were going to win the game, I, even I on thought, Monday. I thought they, they were going to win the game as well. But whenever you don't win and, you know, there are other factors, you can't, you can't start the excuse-making. Like, it's it just it, – this team was not prepared. This team, at the end of the day – wasn't a legitimate playoff team. Like, they just weren't. You know, and, and I think that we were blinded a little bit, at least I was, thinking that maybe they've caught momentum, that could they can make a run. But at the end of the day, whenever you have Miles Jack playing middle linebacker off the couch and, and, and you don't put him in the best situations, you're going to get beat by good football teams. And that's what happened. Josh Allen led the league in turnovers. He had 22 on the season. They got none. They got none. 
That's on them. That's not on the refs. And not only that, you turn the ball over twice. That's not on the refs. That's on you. That's why you're down 21 to nothing. And when you're down 21 to nothing in a playoff game, I know we saw a comeback last year from Trevor Lawrence. I know we've seen comebacks in the past, Tommy Maddox and the Browns. Those things happen so few and far between. Mm-hmm. We saw it the Steelers, the Ravens in 2011. They came back and won. 2010, excuse me. You, you can do it, but more often than not, you fall behind three touchdowns in a playoff game. That's what happened against Cleveland. That's what happened against Jacksonville. That's what happened against Kansas City. You're done. You're cooked. And it's not the official's fault. And I don't want to hear that coming out of the locker room. If fans want to be mad about it, that's what fans do. Especially in the moment on Twitter, fans are ticked. Oh, that's a terrible call. Oh, Joey Porter uh, or Joey Porter got hit in the head. Yes, there should have been a flag there. Awful non-call. I mean, that's malicious. That's disgusting. That's a penalty, and you should be mad. But the players, after getting down twenty-one, nothing coming out and complaining about officiating, miss me with that. Especially a guy who did fumble. Dan in Cannonsburg, welcome to the Fan Morning Show. Hey, man. Hey, I'm got a little bit of positivity here. Uh, I disagree with everything I've heard about Mason uh, Rudolph this morning. I think he runs a very competent uh, offense, and I think he's better right now than uh, Kenny Pickett's ceiling is. I really do. So I'd be very fine with uh, Mason Rudolph, and uh, they want to leave Pickett the number two next year. Go well, you do raise a really interesting point there, Dan, and thank you. You know, all the people who say that the Steelers are married to Kenny Pickett because he was a first-round pick, well, the Steelers said they had a f- first-round pick on Mason Rudolph. I think anybody with eyes can tell he's got a stronger, more NFL-capable arm. I wonder how much different the evaluation from Mason to Kenny was for all the teams around the league. Like, if the Steelers don't draft Kenny at 20, I wonder if he goes in the third round. I, I don't know that. Maybe someone slides up to get him at the end of the first round. Maybe he gets picked in the second. I don't have the answer to that. It's why I'm asking the question. I wonder how similar... From all 32 teams, the evaluation of Kenny was compared to Mason. I bet you they really weren't that far off from a grade standpoint. Probably not. So if you want to talk about pedigree, yeah, I'll entertain the argument that both guys have similar kind of pedigrees. The problem is Mike Tomlin had Kenny still number one on the depth chart, and they're tied to his rookie contract. That's why he would get the chance next year, because they feel like they're married to a guy that they did take in the first round. I don't know that that's a, really a positive take from Dan, though. No. Stiz, one of our all-time great listeners, joins us now. Hey, Stiz. Crowley, 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 Stiz, double D. Stiz, what Stiz, it is, boy? Stiz, what up? Man, QB number three won the last three games of the season, took us to the playoffs, and people were crying. The man never touched the field last year, and he comes in and does what he does, stands tall in the pocket, throws the ball strong. The Jets could have used him this year. Stiz, if, if Mason two, Rudolph right? starts earlier in the season, you're probably not playing in Buffalo. No, probably not. But the type of attitude, the type of just, man, on the stage at that time, given the the, the mountain of, 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 you know what word I'm looking for. Circumstance. He has that, man. He has that oh, ability to take over and just give me the smoke, in my opinion. Yeah, he'd be my guy next year, Stiz, and thank you. And he'd be Doran's guy, you said, next year. But I think if we were odds makers, we would have Kenny as the as the front runner There's to no be doubt. the guy next year. There's no doubt. That's just how they do business. If Mike Tomlin doesn't decide to walk away. 
if Tomlin decides to walk away, maybe that opens up the possibility that Rudolph could be the guy or they'd go for an outside guy. If hmm. Well, that's that that's that would be in control of Weidel and Khan. That so that's something I wanted to bring up, Doran. If Tomlin were to walk away, and Jeff Hathorne had a money quote on this earlier on in the show. He said he feels like Mike Tomlin walked away from answering that question from Brooke Pryor because he does not yet know if he wants to come back next year. If Tomlin's not back, I want to see a more traditional power structure from the Steelers. Your owner's the damn owner. Omar Khan and Andy White will get to pick the groceries. And the coach, guess what? Coach freaking football. You don't get to be making all these decisions in the draft. You might have a little bit of a say, but you don't get to bang the gavel the way we understand that Mike Tomlin has on a lot of these personnel decisions. I'd have a much more clear line of delineation between what each person's role is in that front office structure. All right, bunch of calls on the line. What do you say we take a lot more of them this Let's morning, go. Doran? 412-928-9370. Was this loss more on the players or Mike Tomlin? Do you think Mike Tomlin's going to be back next year? Who do you want as your starting quarterback next season? Did Mason play a solid game like Doran and I say? All these questions and more at 412-928-9370. We're also going to hear from Cam Hayward coming up next. It's the Fan Morning Show right now. It's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. With the Steelers' loss to the Buffalo Bills yesterday, the Ravens will host the Houston Texans 430 on Saturday. San Francisco hosts Green Bay. Tampa Bay at Detroit Sunday. Kansas City at Buffalo. Pens won 3-0 yesterday. Two goals for Sidney Crosby. Check out more coverage of the game yesterday, including Najee Harris's comments to the media from our own Jeff Hathorne at 937thefan.com. Here's Doran. Whoever wins a big game in February gets a guaranteed ring. You know who else has a guaranteed ring? Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. If your fiancé doesn't love her engagement ring from Noah Gabriel, exchange the ring for one she loves up to an entire year after purchase. I guarantee that you will have a great experience at Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. For that perfect engagement ring, visit Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers in Wexford or Ross Park Mall or visit them online at noahgabrielco.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Text us. What else would you do? Your kids probably aren't going to school today. Nope. You got nothing going on. You're depressed. So add underscore Adam Crowley at score and Dorian. That's on Twitter. 
Text line 412-928-9370 brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. We're going to be taking your calls all morning long. First, though, Cam Hayward after the game. In my heart, I want to play, but, you know, it's been rough. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I need to take the offseason to get healthy again. You know, it's definitely been a season that um, I just want to put my hand in that pile. Sounds like he'll be back. He wants to be back. This had to have been a tough season. Mm-hmm. Rehabbing, missing time. I thought at times yesterday he played real well, but I think he's kind of been hit or miss this season because he's probably never been fully healthy or been able to work the way that he's wanted to work. I wouldn't say it's a sure thing he's back, though, Doran. It sounded like there was anguish there. I know that this segment or this portion of the segment was about Cam Hayward, but it got to me. Th- it got me, got me thinking here. And Cam Hayward, you know, I I don't think I think he's going to assess the whole situation, knowing that he's thirty five years old. Um, I think it's fifty fifty. But if you're T.J. Watt, would you think the same thing? Because you know, you see how your brother is. Your brother retired. He dealt with a lot of injuries. T.J. Watt, in your mind, what is the enticing factor that you are going to win a championship as a Pittsburgh Steeler at this point? Like, to me, I'd be like, okay, like, if I ever got to a point, like, it would have to – there would be so much change that would have to go around for me to get to a Super Bowl. Like, I'm already going to be a Hall of Fame defensive player. I've made a lot of money. I've dealt with a lot of injuries. I'm injured every single year. Would you think about it if you're T.J. Watt as well? No chance. Why? But I would be thinking my career's getting wasted here, like from a winning standpoint. Like what positives does T.J. Watt have playing Too young, more? Too young to stop playing football. Want to be a Hall of Famer. He probably is right now if he stopped. Want to win more Defensive Player of the Year awards. Want to be a competitor. Yeah, I don't think he would consider walking away. You know, I'd probably wonder just what I'm going to win here. Like he knows... He knows the score. He knows what it looked like in Kansas City where he made the defining defensive play of the game and then bang, 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 three touchdowns in five minutes, all of a sudden you're down 21-7 to and it doesn't even matter what he did. Like, I don't think if he plays yesterday, the Steelers win. No. Like, I think that Buffalo finds a way to score more points than the Steelers no matter how that game goes yesterday. They're just, they get the better player at quarterback, uh, significantly so. They're going to have that advantage just about any time they play. I don't think, unfortunately, he would have made that big of a difference, even though he's a superstar player. I think he knows that, you know, the sand is going through the hourglass, but I think he wants to win a championship. But he's got to be thinking, man, are we any closer now than we were last year? Exactly. Are we any closer now than we were the year before that? I think the answer to that question is no, but I don't think he'd be thinking about retiring. As for Cam, like I, I need him to be back next year as a Pittsburgh Steeler. You need the leadership. I also think you need to address the defensive line. I know Jerry Dulac's been pounding the table in his chats for that going on months and months and months. But you, you need that stopgap. You're, like, you're not going to have Keanu Benton lined up next to a rookie second-round pick or third-round pick next year and think you got your defensive line solved. He needs to come back and bridge that gap so that you can have next year's Keanu Benton come in and get to sit a little bit, and then hopefully Keanu next year takes that step. He needs to come back Mm -hmm. for all those reasons. I think he wants to. We'll see. We'll see. He sounded like a man in agony yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the Tomlin situation from yesterday. I mean, you just lost, and you you see your opportunity of 
trying to end your uh, season and uh, see how far you can get, and then just bang, done. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going into a year 13 now, and I'm banged up. It's hard. <laughs> like, every single second is hard. Like, is it worth it coming back? Like, do I see a trajectory, trajectory next year that we could be any different? I, I would be very honest with myself. Even And I, I, I'm I'm honest with myself if I'm TJ as well. He wants like, to I play am. to get a championship, but you're right. Like, like, how, like did, do you see that happening? Does he have anything more to give than next year? If the answer is no, you're not going to win a championship. So what are you playing for? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that on – for Cam Hayward. I mean, he's a competitor. He might want to give it a shot anyhow, and he believes in Tomlin, and so he might think that he can win one, but realistically speaking, they're not winning the championship next year. They're nowhere closer than they were at the end of last season. Lauren in Moon Township calling us up this morning. Hey, Lauren. Hey, guys. Just wanted to discuss, really, the Tomlin culture. Um, That press conference at the end of the game, him walking out, this was my last – I mean, I had a last straw for Tomlin for the last – you know, when Ben retired, I thought he should have been done. Uh, I think that sets the bar for your locker room. I think that's why we're seeing picking, throwing temper tantrums on the sidelines. Just wanted to hear your guys' uh, reaction to yeah, the Yeah, I think it's time too, Lauren, and thank you so much for the call. I mean, Najee Harris's comments after the game, questioning, you know, the rules of the locker room, paraphrasing here makes you wonder about the culture. George Pickens calling out the officiating despite being a key reason they lost this game, fumbling the football, tells me that he doesn't quite get it yet. Maybe you ascribe that to just being young, or maybe he's just a guy that's never going to get it. But yeah, I do think it's absolutely time. It's absolutely time. But the only way it happens is if he walks away. Mm -hmm. Like, we can agree on that. Oh, for sure. If he really wants to take a year off and contemplate the rest of his life as a really smart guy who could probably go do TV, and if he wants to come back into coaching, would get a job in two seconds, like that's how it's going to happen. It's not going to be a trade. It's not going to be a lack of a contract. It's going to be because he wants to think about the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. I do wonder, though, if the Steelers have something to do with it. Like He'll walk away if they don't give him control of hiring his staff. Like If they go... With the whole Todd Haley route, where Art says, I'm hiring my guy and you got to be okay with it, if that might push him or if it's just he's tired he's and, and wants to think. But I, I I don't have the answer to that. I'm going to err on no. I think that he he'll, he will be back for sure. I think he's going to take some time and just assess the situation and then he's going to come back because he's just, you know, we talk about competitors. You talk about TJ Watt being a competitor. I mean, obviously Mike Tomlin is, he's a football guy. And I don't, I, I don't think that there's anything that would push him to get out of the structure of his day-to-day. Like, I, I, you know, people worry about that. It's like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, that's, an honest, that's an honest question. Yeah, I got a new like, baby coming tomorrow. Like, what am I going to do? What yeah. am I going to do? Right. Like, what, what does my free time look like? Right. What is, what is my life like? It's a, totally, it's a total change in your life. Being an NFL head coach ain't quite as demanding on your body and on your time as being a college coach. But Mike Tomlin's very hands-on. Yes. And he'll be at the Senior Bowl, and he'll be going to all these scouts, and his his job changes when the season ends, but it never stops. And so how do you fill that time in your life? Do you do TV? You know, I believe Jeff Hathorne's theory, that, that he walked away from the podium because he doesn't yet know what he wants to do. You know, Donnie Football, I saw, throw out a pretty good theory, too, which was, you know, he this is calculated. He's trying to fuel those rumors that have already been out there, and Donnie's mind have been planted as sort of a negotiation ploy. I just think Tomlin would negotiate straight up with Art. Yeah. 
Oh, boy, I've taken this segment too long here. Sorry. Yeah, we can do what we want. Yeah. 412-928-9370. More of your calls reacting to gestures wildly. All of this coming up next, but right now an Austin Beck told fan headline. Head coach Mike Tomlin has one year remaining on his contract, and when asked about his future, walked out of the press conference room following a 31-17 loss to the Buffalo Bills yesterday. And Najee Harris said that the Steelers lack in-house discipline and need a change. Read that story by our own Jeff Hathorn at 937thefan.com. Here's Doran. You guys know I mentioned Dr. Darren Dubiak at Body by M360, and I wanted to wait and see how I felt on his male testosterone program. I just finished week nine, and I feel like a superhero. Listen, I know there's other male clinics out there, but what's the difference? Dr. Dubiak and his team do more than just suggest testosterone injections. It's a whole plan that may include IV therapy, proper foods, and dieting that's made exclusively for you, the way Body by Aim 360 separates themselves is that they do ex- an extensive blood work panel, so every person in plan is custom for what your body actually needs. I've never seen or heard anything like this, and trust me, I've seen it all. Give Dr. Darren Dubiak a call at 412-227-9255 or visit them online, bodybyaim360.com, and schedule your appointment today. 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills, Steelers losers again in the playoffs, 31-17 to Buffalo. Makes five straight playoff appearances for the Steelers where they've lost. Five straight playoff appearances for the Steelers where they've given up at least 31 points in a playoff defeat. Nine of Mike Tomlin's 10 playoff losses, he's now 8-10 in the playoffs, have come giving up 29 or more points from a defensive-minded head coach. I think it's time to move on. What do you think? 412-928-9370. Bunch of questions we're throwing out there. Mark Caboli wrote in The Athletic, he thinks the season's a success. Did, 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 I'm going to stutter through this. Do you, uh, do, do, do you think the season was a success? If you do, you can call us. Do you think Tomlin's done? Do you think the players are to blame or Tomlin's to blame? How do you feel about Mason? Who's your quarterback next year? Do you blame the refs? All those topics on the table at 412-928-9370. Let's go to one of our classic callers, one of our friends, Frank in Mount Washington. Hello. Hey, how you doing? So I think Tomlin should be replaced. I think uh, Rudolph did a good job. He really did. I don't think we need a new quarterback. So you're riding with Mason in 2024, baby. I really think so, brother. I, I think he did pretty well, you know, under the circumstances. He, he, you know, rode the bench for, what, the last three years with very little uh, action. Yeah, I, I would stick with him and have Kenny as a number two. Thank you, Frank. I don't think both guys can exist at the same time. Mm-mm. I think that's really hard. Everybody would be looking over their shoulder every single time something would happen. Yeah. Imagine Mason throwing an incompletion or an interception. You'd have people calling for Kenny. Yep especially with a fresh, clean slate and a new offensive coordinator next year. If Kenny makes mistakes, people would be calling for Mason. I think you have to pick one or the other. And I I already said this earlier in the show. I would try to trade Kenny. I don't think the market would be big. I'm already getting killed on social media. No one wants Kenny. I'm talking anything to get him off the roster. You're not going to cut the guy. I would have Mason be the stopgap, and then I would draft a quarterback in the first round. That's how I would go about it. You say you'd go with Mason next year, too, but you think they're going with Kenny. Yep. I think they're probably going to go with Kenny, too. So long as Mike Tomlin is back. Jason, in the middle of nowhere, calling us up. Hey, Jason. Hey, how we doing today, fellas? Yeah. 
Um, first of all, I think uh, quarterback situation, I'm not happy with either one of them. I like what the fella just said about drafting somebody in the first round. Um, Tomlin, we need to keep Tomlin around, man. This guy is a Hall of Fame coach. I can I can rip off the names of some great coaches that do not have a Super Bowl win. Uh, Don Coriel, Dan Reeves, um, just to name a couple. Off can top you rip of my off head. a list of coaches that have three playoff wins and what twelve seasons and still retain their job, or no playoff wins in seven seasons that can retain their well, job? Well, uh, okay, and 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 I'll say uh, to that, I would say we played one game under Mike Tomlin's career to where we were eliminated from the playoffs. We played one game in his whole career. Now, these teams like Cleveland that run through coaches left and right, they can't say that. And there's a reason why their franchise is where it is year after year. No, and this is the classic the debate. Classic debate. There are Steelers fans that are okay with being around it every year and getting into the playoffs, it feels like, most years. Mm-hmm. People who say that a season like this is a success. For those of us wanting more, I'm not going to celebrate – that you're better than the Cleveland Browns. That's never been a measuring stick. It shouldn't start being a measuring stick now. Detroit just won a playoff game. 23 teams have won playoff games more recently than the Steelers. Bill Belichick has won a Super Bowl in the time since Mike Tomlin won his last playoff game. He went to another one, and his ass got fired. Amicable. No, he got pushed out. Pete Carroll had back-to-back nine-win seasons the last two years with Geno Smith, and they said, yeah, you're out too. It's okay to move on from guys. Mike McCarthy, 12-5, 12-5, 12-5. I'd be stunned if they don't move on from him. But because it's the Steelers, no, oh, you can't move on from Mike Tomlin. Ridiculous to me. Well, I mean, it just depends on what people's you know standard is. And the, usually around here from at least our lifetime – of watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, there was a high standard, and that was Super Bowls, AFC championships, and now the standard is being better than the Browns? Right. Like This I, is like, the standard now. If right. you are okay with this, then you are you're okay fine. with then, this being yeah. the new you're standard. Fi- you're fine with it then. And Cowher was going to the, you know, I miss me with the Rudolph and Trubisky and Kenny. He got this team to the playoffs. Cowher was going to AFC championships, and his best quarterback was Neil O'Donnell. He made the playoffs with Tommy Maddox and won a playoff game. He went 13-3 and with Cordell Stewart. He was ahead of his time. But come on now. Oh, nobody could do this. Kevin Stefanski's gone now to the playoffs. They got the doors blown off, but he went to the playoffs. Probably going to be coach of the year because he got to the playoffs with four quarterbacks. It's not good enough. Mm-mm. Fan Weathers, brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. Snow early today. Mm-hmm. Highs in the upper teens. All right, now you can call in. 412-928-9370. Here's all the topics. Season of success. Tomlin done. Players to blame or Tomlin to blame. How you feeling about Mason? Who's your quarterback next year? Are you one of these people blaming the governor of New York? Or the referees. We'll hear from all of you. 412-928-9370. The fan phone lines open for the next hour right here on the Fan Morning Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.